We're back. What is happening? I was watching a video on the internets. Internets. I think it was like one of the morning talk shows with Senator Elizabeth Warren. What has she done now? The soundbite from the interview that I saw from her had to do with her commenting on regulation of cryptocurrency. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. This is episode 56. Hey, hey, it's Vin. Where you been? I missed you. I'm glad you made it back. So don't go anywhere. It's about to get real in here. So just lay back and chill. Get naked even and cleanse your mind, body and soul for the next 17 minutes. Here are your hosts, LaFool and A. Senator Warren is completely in favor of regulating Bitcoin. I think they were, she was referring to cryptocurrencies in general. Right. So that tells you how much she does or doesn't understand about that particular industry. Do we call it an industry? That market, that segment. Is it getting bigger than a community? Absolutely. If it's getting bigger than a community, should it be regulated? No. This is what she came on to talk about. I'll put a link in here. It's like a five minute segment. What really bothered me about it, she used the analogy. She tried to compare Bitcoin to snake oil. She was like, yeah, you know, back in the day, people were selling snake oil until the FDA regulated it. The reason I have a problem with that, it's about trying to make this image. Oh, yeah, Bitcoin and stuff. It's just a scam. First of all, I don't think she did her complete history on this. If you understand what snake oil was really about, it had been going on since like 1712. That's when it was first regulated in England. It used to come from China and it was made from omega-3. It was actually pretty healthy for you. It came to the U.S. and by the 1800s or so, people were just kind of like using the name and they're saying this is snake oil, even though there was nothing in it that had to do with snakes. Right. And then a lot of times it was actually mixed with a little bit of opium. So it got you addicted. And so you're like, it's not taking care of my skin rash, but man, sure it's making me feel good. I need four more bottles of that stuff. That's hysterical. She's used the wrong analogy or the wrong metaphor there, I think. She's using old language for older people. Yeah. It's a bit of a scare tactic. No, I don't think that crypto should be or needs to be regulated. It seems to be causing fear by its own nature, being an open blockchain of ledgers. No one has ultimate control over it. So the need to regulate it comes from the fear of it being able to be more powerful than the institutions that it has the potential to replace. Exactly. And that was also another part of what she was talking about. So she's saying, oh, my God, we have to regulate this. Not for me, but for the small business investor out there, because he might get ripped off. It's like, what? What is she talking about? I'll listen to the link. That's what she was basically saying. I'm not going to listen to the link. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense if you kind of look at a bigger picture. What she's really doing is helping to get regulation going. I'll take an example of cannabis. When people are talking about we should regulate cannabis and people are like, no, we actually shouldn't. It's going to help the little guy. No, it's actually not. And it didn't. In the end, once it was regulated, all these big corporations came in. And they kind of push all the little people out. And that's kind of what's going to happen with Bitcoin. How do you regulate cryptocurrency? 
the SEC. What are the mechanisms that you can use to regulate a blockchain? Are you talking about regulation by people having to report their holdings? Or are you talking about a regulation of who can operate the mining farms? Regulation is such a big, wide, wondrous word, and nobody seems to be able to say how they think crypto could be regulated or should be regulated. I think we're falling into the trap of having a conversation about something that doesn't yield any results or any further understanding. And we're just parroting something that we don't necessarily agree with coming from the mouth of Elizabeth Warren. I was listening to a guy named Michael Saylor. He was asked about this. And he says, uh, first off, I think Senator Warren hasn't done enough research. You need to take a thousand hours to really kind of grasp this. And goes, I don't think Senator Warren's done a thousand hours worth of research on it. No, and nor does she have the time to do that. She's a public figure, a talking head to do the thing. So she will never do a thousand hours of research. Her analysts, her team could do that for her and report back to her, or she could seek the guidance of people who have invested a thousand hours into studying that particular thing, whether it's Sailor or any of the heads of the most legitimate crypto, I guess, would be the thing to say. Senator Elizabeth Warren is the chair for the banking subcommittee. She's planning on bringing it before the committee to try to regulate Bitcoin. Regulate Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? She actually said both. They're trying to regulate Bitcoin, but they're trying to regulate it under cryptocurrencies. Again, in her opinion, is to protect the little guy. But what I think will happen is that this isn't going to go the way that she thinks it is. Maybe she's aware of what's going on. But when you regulate this, it's going to allow a lot more comfort for institutional investing. <laughs> right. Which is awesome. <laughs> and so the big guns are going to all step in. And that's going to make the price of Bitcoin skyrocket. I hope that happens. I really do. It's inevitable. That's what will happen with it. And see, the problem is one of the unique things about Bitcoin, that's why I want to talk about that just for a second, is that there's only 21 million Bitcoin. And like 18 million are already gone. So if all of a sudden it becomes an institutional investment, people are going to freak out like, you know, it's that FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. All these big institutions are going to start buying large amounts of it. Well, they can't buy large amounts of it. There's only 3 million left and they're only mining so many a day. So they're not buying large amounts of it. Yeah. They're buying smaller amounts at a hugely inflated price. You're right. Or they're trying to get some of the long holders to give up some of their crypto, but they are not going to. They're like, yeah, no. We're good. So what she's trying to protect, you know, the little guy from getting scammed, she's actually going to hurt because those are the people that are going to be like, oh, God, I need to sell because I bought in at 60 and it's been hovering at like 32 and now it's finally back up above 60. I'm going to go ahead and sell. So they lose out on the long term. Again, you've done your research on this and you know the price is going to go up. You're going to keep holding on. But who I think it hurts is people just finding out about Bitcoin who are kind of new to the game and, you know, could have got it for 30000 Now it's 300000 Whatever. They can go and get some ETH or some ADA or, you know, if they want to be silly, they can get Doge. There's like so many other things that they can get that are somehow pegged to BTC at this point that if BTC goes up, the general market is going to follow as it always has. 
Well, that's like saying, I know it's not gold, it's copper. Just go on and get some copper here. No, it's like saying, oh, crap, I can't afford a single Berkshire Hathaway stock, so I'm not going to buy any other stock. Because the stock market is doing fabulously, right? But I can't get the best of the best, so I'm just not going to invest at all. That's dumb. Well, first off, that's a silly analogy. No, it's not. Because people are treating Bitcoin like an investment as opposed to a currency. Nobody's spending it on pizza and socks anymore. They're holding on to it. That's the perspective that I'm coming at it from. You can't just assume that Bitcoin is the only thing that you should have in your crypto portfolio for your long-term investment. There's all kinds of other opportunities out there. I've got a little shard of Berkshire Hathaway, and it is rat poison. It has never made a profit for me. How long have you had your little shard? Six months. Okay. And what has the market been doing in the last six months? Riding a crazy wave up and down and up and down and up and down. If you went into Berkshire Hathaway with the like long-term hold concept, you can't even comment on that for like another 10 years. And that's the exact same thing with Bitcoin. However, I've also at the same time bought Virgin Galactic and my Virgin Galactic doubled. Yeah, so did mine. I think mine tripled, actually, because I got mine before yours. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but my point still stands. If I went into the market and said, well, you know, I can't afford the best of the best. Like, I couldn't afford Tesla at 7 or 11 at the time. I get Tesla. But I could afford Virgin at whatever it was, 600. That's good then it's like, well, why would I have not bought the Virgin if I was thinking about the future and where that might go and knowing that at some point they were going to launch a rocket successfully with people into the sky above my head? Why wouldn't I invest in that? Why would I just feel like, oh, I should only invest in Tesla because Elon Musk you know, runs SpaceX and I can't get SpaceX because it's private, so I'm going to do Tesla instead. There's different types of cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is not just the original one. It's probably the most secure. There's no competition between if I'm going to get SafeMoon or if I'm going to get Bitcoin. Yeah, but there's competition if you look at whether or not you're going to get BTC or ETH. Like my ETH has done better than my Bitcoin in the last year. Again, 10 years, give it a decade. I'm still a big fan of ETH and I also like Cardano and yeah, give it 10 years and see where it goes. But I'm not going to just confine myself to the one thing that I think is going to be the rocket of all rockets. But maximalists do. Well. I invest in Bitcoin. I'm a hodler. I hold on to that. I buy ETH and I use that for gas fees. But on the other hand, I have Dogecoin because it's funny. It's cute. I got it for four cents. You know, so different ones have different values, but I'm never selling my Bitcoin. Right. But we already know that. What's the point? The point is that it does matter for Bitcoin because Bitcoin is a long term hold for investors. The purpose for regulation, I think, that they're trying to do is to make people lose their incentive to want to get Bitcoin. It's decentralized. They can never regulate it. And at the same time, the U.S. is coming out with the digital dollar. And that's what she was pumping up when she was talking this. She was like, yeah, this is all snake oil, but you know what's really good? This digital dollar and all that you should get. She's just a shill. That's all. And if people listen to her, oh, well. She has a nice little size following. She's a U.S. senator. Yeah, I know. There's been some talk about the yuan, the new digital currency for China. 
they were trying to get athletes to buy it at the Olympics. Oh, really? And they were told, hey, look, don't mess with this. The U.S. government was saying, don't mess with it because they can trace everything that you do with that. They know your name, where you're living, all the stuff, every little buy that you make. I mean, that's to be expected. They're all ledgers. But with Bitcoin, it's an actual public ledger. Everyone can see it where the yuan is held by the Chinese government. Yeah. So you have to be smart and decide, am I investing in cryptocurrency or do I need a cryptocurrency that I can spend? For instance, I'm getting ready to go to a country that has its own crypto and I will definitely be picking up some of that because all I have to do is present my phone and it's done. That's cool. I didn't know about that. Yep. Nice job. I think that Senator Warren has an agenda. When hasn't she had an agenda? She also likes to call it a plan. I have a plan. Let's get her to switch her little cute campaign lingo and turn it into, I've got an agenda for that. In fact, whoever's listening out there should take that and turn that into a meme and also maybe deep fake. I think what her plan is to try their best to really pump this new digital dollar and to discourage new investors in getting into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. People are just done being maneuvered around for other people's purposes, and they're just not going to put up with it. They're going to be like, yeah, you can do all that, but I'm going to go do my thing over here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens with it. I'm not saying I'm completely opposed to regulation. I'm just saying what I think her plan slash agenda really is. <laughs> well, things like Tether will be regulated. Anything that is attached to the dollar, I don't see why the U.S. government wouldn't want to regulate that. Right. If you're saying, I got a dollar here, I'm holding a dollar, and this coin is as a dollar, that makes sense. I was going to give another bad example and say it's like trying to claim the moon, but <laughs> we've already done that. Actually, several countries have already done that. One last thing about Senator Warren. We'll see where this all comes out in the end. There's actually a couple of senators and congressmen who already have Bitcoin. Yeah. We'll see what happens with it. But yeah, I think eventually regulation is coming. It's not a bad thing. It's just that if it's done for the right reasons, which most of the times we don't do stuff for the right reasons. We never do anything for the right reasons. Come on. Don't even say most of the time anymore. Let's just be flat out honest with the absurdity of the world that we are currently existing in. Yeah, I think her plan is going to help out the banks. Stop using plan. It's to her advantage. I was saying plan as in her agenda is to help out the banks. Use the word agenda. As you the one says she's got a plan. I got a plan. <laughs> and she's right. No, I'm the one who says she should be saying and she should be memed to say and she should be deep faked to say, I got an agenda for that. We'll continue to follow this. We'll see what happens. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. 
Purple Noodle Marketing is a creative strategy and design agency that specializes in cannabis SEO and marijuana marketing. We help businesses launch cannabis products, build brand foundations, and sustain organic cannabis growth. With over 30 years of experience, you can trust that we know exactly what SEO strategies to use. So whether you're a CBD or hemp dispensary, medical cannabis dispensary, or a dealer in recreational marijuana, we'll provide you with the best digital strategy to help you rank higher on Google. Clients who've worked with us in the past can attest to this. They've not only increased traffic, but have seen growth of millions of dollars in their online businesses. Our agency is completely versed in cannabis products, business models, state regulations, and organic SEO. We also believe in decriminalization before legalization and work within communities to help promote fair business practices for cannabis business owners and connoisseurs. Limited marketing leads to limited results, so don't be limited. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. We understand that every cannabis business is unique, and we have three tiered marketing plans that we can customize for your particular marketing needs. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist.